a losing record, but we're still dancing of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent, remote, quarantine locations. With me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Yo. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 237. How are we? Well, just trying to survive the storm of the century here. Yeah, it's um, been crazy. Yeah. Total miss. Yeah. Yeah, nope. all it did was rain. Yeah. I mean, it rained pretty hard up here, but nonetheless, it was there was no wind. It was just rain. Yeah. So if you're if you're not from the Midwest, we were supposed to get some severe storms today. Maybe super to st- super storm too. sassy. Yes, yeah, super storm sassy. That's what I call you when you come over to pick me up for pod <laughs> Just sass. When I just sashay in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Superstorm sass. Here comes sassy Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> but we got nothing. That's the moral of the story. We got a little bit of rain. It got a little wet. That was it. Sun came out. Oh, sun didn't come out here, but I worry not about storms because I'm on sacred territory that is insulated from all major storms. Heathen town is... is Heathen town is protected. This close to the river, not a chance. Not a chance. (laughs) Never has, never will. (coughs) Rowdy, how you doing otherwise? Fine. You acclimating yourself back to uh, normal life a week and a half in after your big vacation? No. Keystone State? Are you back to saying Lancaster instead of Lancaster? It feels right, doesn't it, to say Lancaster? <laughs> yeah, Lancaster. Instead of La- Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, mm. But yeah. is that what people say about uh, like us? And by us, I don't think I mean you. Right? Like Carmel like just, and Carmel. Well, I'm thinking more like Pendleton and Pendleton. Yeah. I say Pendleton. Pendleton. Not Pendleton. Yeah. It's Pendleton, Oregon. Pendleton, Indiana. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a soft D. It's a Rucheville. It's a it's a suggestion of a D. Like, yeah, or like Louisville or Lowell. Lowell. Yeah, exactly. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a third no, category. It's, it's Lowell. 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 Put some yeah. or oral oral yeah. oral on it. <laughs> uh, Reed, what's new with you? Um, nothing. Been framing some puzzles. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's not a getting euphemism, a, right? Getting no, that's not a euphemism. Getting a lot of Pando projects in the shop. People thinking <laughs> I spent I spent a year and a half working on this damn thing. Now I'm going to put it on the wall. I yeah, guess. Yeah, time to treat it. Time <laughs> yeah. to treat it. Get that thing treated. Bring your puzzles in. Bring your bejeweled. What? There's this new <coughs> art form I got in today. I asked the customer what it was called, and she was like, well, I don't know, diamond art. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't seem right, but maybe it is. But it's these little glass, uh, like, bejewels that you... It's like a paint-by-number, but with glass jewels. Yeah, it looks oh. like, and you it looks like pixel art. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can, like, send in a picture of your family or your dog or whatever, and they'll uh, turn it into a pixelated image and give you a key and, like, a canvas with the key printed on it, and you just glue on these little diamonds of all different colors to make the picture. So that's Looks exactly, tedious as hell. That's exactly what it's called is diamond art. Diamond art? It really is? Yeah, diamond art. Oh. Club. Yeah. Okay. Well. Spring sale, 20% off. 
Look out. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was, when you sent a picture of it, I could not figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. cross-stitching. That's what it looks like, because it's, it's the same principle. You know how you can buy those pre-printed like printed cross-stitch um, uh, cloths or pieces of fabric, whatever the hell, and uh, they tell you what color thread to put in, how many stitches and all that. That's the, it's the same principle, but this is for bejewelers. But I don't understand. Bedazzlers. So underneath the mat, does it tell you what color to place? Yeah, it has little circles with the number of the color or something. Wow, but there's like a key on the on the margins, and it just will say like you know C four twenty five, eighteen hundred fifty six of these, and twenty four hundred thirty two of these, and seven hundred of these, and looks like a lot. The customer yeah. told me it took her a year. Well, we've already gone too far into this. Forty hours a week for a year. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just two thousand eighty hours, no big yeah. deal. Was she in yeah. prison? <laughs> Good question. Are you from Pendleton? Yeah. <laughs> Could you? Have Are just, you from the Pendleton? Yeah. Did you escape from Pendleton? Yeah. Uh, you think she would have gotten? Was she, I mean, was she yoked? No, she was an uh, East Coast elite. She was from Maryland. Oh well, then yeah. <laughs> she said, "I'm just visiting." I said, "Where are you visiting from?" Maryland. I went. Pfft. You mean Maryland? Maryland. <laughs> yeah. From Balmer. Okay. Well, yeah. here we go. Thanks for joining us. Let's get this going. We actually have some really interesting stories here. Sure. This week. Uh, Rowdy, how about some sports? How about it? Well, uh, IU football, or at least IU football's opponents, are uh, need to brace themselves for an upcoming superplex. Uh, oh. Because Vince McMahon's grandson, Declan McMahon, mm-hmm. uh, is joining IU football as a... Uh, Preferred walk-on. Preferred walk-on? What's that mean? As a pile driver. It means that you don't have a scholarship, but you do have a place on the team. Yeah, you made the team, but you're not, they're not paying for you. Yeah. Quote-unquote paying for you. Yeah. Right. As, as, as if a McMahon needs it paid for, first right. off. But, yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, you're, you're in... Uh, you're on the squad. You're, you're, yeah, you're in our hearts, but not on our payroll. Yeah. Correct. I like that when I was You're reading, a volunteer. I was reading articles about this, and it says, uh, my favorite quote or uh, sentence was, "McMahon comes from a, from an athletic family." Because I it mean, comes from a family of pro wrestlers. Of pro wrestlers, yeah. yeah. I mean, they are athletes, no doubt about it. But then the other sentence was something about how um, Vince McMahon, who most recently uh, put on an, an about between Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee and yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, did you watch that? I nice. saw some clips. I sure did. I saw it. him come off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. so Stone Stone Cold uh, was sharing some of his uh, Stone Cold Brew, whatever Stone Cold's like branded. Uh, oh, his beer. Branded beer is, <coughs> and kind of having like a congratulatory beer with uh, with what's his face? Pat was Pat. Pat and then, and then, as Pat's drinking, Stone Cold pulled the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So. Look out. Yeah. So. Which, speaking of, that, uh, that also happened at WrestleMania 20, um, where 
Wait, Declan, so, Declan, this was uh, in 2004. Declan, I was say Declan McMahon, not only is he joining IU football, uh, Declan McMahon made an appearance at WrestleMania 20 in 2004 mm. uh, as a newborn. Oh. Yeah. What kind of name is Declan? Is this a millennial name? It's an Irish name, right? Or Scottish. Oh, that would make sense, I guess, with the McMahon. McMahon's, huh? yeah. Uh, next question. How okay. often is Declan going to be uh, drug tested since he comes from a pro wrestling family? Oh, zero times. <laughs> as many times as WWE does, which is zero. Yeah. Yeah. He's, this guy put on 65 pounds in three months. I mean, he just just moving weight. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Got to get on that. He also, so he he's from New York. He played at Poly Prep Country Day Brooklyn, School. right? Yeah, in Brooklyn. Poly uh, Prep Country Day School? Yeah, which is... Is that where the Teletubbies live? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the um, what were we talking about last week? It's the Montessori for Teletubbies. Yeah, they got yeah. the giant rabbits hopping around in the baby <laughs> yeah. sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is Poly as in... Uh, polytechnic. <laughs> oh, okay. Poly pockets. <laughs> just so we're clear. They got, just got tiki torches and grass skirts everywhere. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Man. Poly poly. Uh, he had offers from Duke and Rutgers and also Fordham in East Carolina. So he could have been a pirate. Ooh, East uh, Carolina would have been tempting. Rutgers would have been interesting. Duke even. But he went yeah. with a walk on to IU. Just another coastal leak coming to Bloomington. Coming to Bloomington, yeah. The gayest city in America, according to a sign I just saw. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That seems a little uh, (laughs) uh, exaggerated. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, over like San Francisco or Palm Springs or, you know. Don't even know how you, (laughs) unclear how you measure that. Yeah. What's the rubric here? Yes, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw it on a. It was it. What's the name of the? It was for the comedy um, festival for that the, they have down there. For the most homophobic slurs heard on the street daily. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Granted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You get outside of like Bloomington proper and. Yeah. Get out there in the forest a little bit and see do, how you do. Yeah, Monroe County is two different yeah. worlds. Yeah. Those little pink houses aren't greeted as favorably right. as you think they would be. And Tasty Freeze isn't about ice cream. <laughs> so back to back to wrestling here. Um, so the, so Declan, his dad is Shane McMahon. Uh-huh. Shane, Shane McMahon apparently was trained by both Randy Savage and Sergeant Slaughter. Oh wow! I mean, so this guy's got a lineage. lineage. I yeah. think, uh, yeah. So I, now, if you're a, if you're a preferred walk on. Can you potentially get a scholarship like your sophomore year? Yes. Sure. Okay. Yep. Because I think he's going to prove himself. What position does it list? Or offense, defense? That was another great comment. And I thought in a professional article, it said something like, McMahon typically plays running back, but he can also play quarterback and wide receiver and defense. And I was like, those are... He also makes his own pasta. (laughs) (laughs) It's like every position on the field. Right. And I think it just said, like, and defense. I'm like, well, there's 11 (laughs) positions on defense. They are very different. So 
What I'm hearing is he's going to be making pasta while he plays special teams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, he can play it all. Try him out. He can do that. Or Polytechnic Teletubby yeah. School of Brooklyn only had 12 players on their football team, <laughs> so they had to play everything. So, yeah. Yeah, it was seven on seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. So he, well, he mainly plays running back. So I doubt we'll see him on the field, at least for this year. And, yeah, he could eventually get a scholarship or he could eventually transfer, which is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, now, is Shane, now, was Shane McMahon... Let's say was that he's Shane going McMahon there for or, the business school. Was it, was it Shane McMahon or Shawn Michaels that was involved in the Montreal Screwjob? Uh, Michaels, I think. Shawn it? Michaels, okay. Brad, Brad Hart, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think so. Oh. So, no connection there. I was wondering if there was going to be some there. Paying full tuition to ride that pine. All right. Is he expecting, like, full contact, or is this all going to be kayfabe? Like, is yeah, he he's like, I didn't know you were going to really <laughs> tackle me. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Why didn't you give me the signal before you do that? He's just out there stiff arm in the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to fall over. <laughs> all right. Are well, we done so with this? this? Well, I guess okay, does, this also, does this also put that IU football team in... Are they now, because of his involvement, officially a part of the WWE continuity? Oh, yes, yeah. because I heard that IU has an away game in Riyadh this year. Oh, well, yeah, then, they're, <laughs> that, then they definitely pull, are, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you guys want to talk about Herschel Walker? Wait, does this mean he... What is his relationship with Linda McMahon? That's his grandma. Grandmother. Right? Okay. Right, and she was yeah. the labor secretary. So it's so it's Linda and Vince, right, and then Shane and Stephanie are the kids, and then How and then Declan this? is the son of Shane. You don't know he's this? A wrestling, he's a wrestling fan, clearly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is I did. Wow, I did not see this coming. This is super. This guy super. saw Hulk Hogan. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like true, he knows about true. wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see half. I saw the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, not a half Kogan in his yeah, not a, yeah, not a yes, half Kogan. Kogan. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. a half Kogan, not a third Kogan. I saw the, the whole Kogan. Yeah, the Hulk Hogan. All right. Catamaran. Okay, so Herschel Walker is uh, running from the truth as he is, uh, as, as he is running for the, uh, the Senate. Now, we cleared this up last week, right? This is... Warnock's Warnock's seat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he he has been telling in interviews all over the place all kinds of stories. I mean, he's (laughs) talked about his what what was it you were saying earlier, Reed? That he he was like top in his class. Yeah. Top of of his class at Georgia. Yeah. But actually didn't Didn't graduate. graduate. (laughs) Um, Do you have to graduate to be the top though? I mean. Nitty yeah, gritty. He, yeah, he just retired early. He did a Barry Sanders. <laughs> right. right. He went out right. on top. Yeah. 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 So he he now is telling people that he in, in interviews he's also saying that he runs the largest minority owned food company in the U.S. That he owns multiple chicken plants in another state, and that he started and own started and owns an upholstery business, which. Apparently, at one point, was also the country's largest minority-owned apparel company. 
This is what he's saying. This is what he's uh, saying. Like this is what people are saying. All o- all over the place. So he so he turned a drape company into Fubu. Yeah, he said. Uh, mm-hmm. He said exactly. I started this little drapery company where I still have about two hundred fifty people that sew drapery and bedspreads for me. So I don't think they sell them. <laughs> I think they're, I, I think Herschel? they're just for his house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you this know, dude, this guy's gotten hit in the head a lot. Yeah. So, the, but the thing is, he uh, he says he keeps talking about this upholstery company. Um, this is not true. There, 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 no. there is a there is a company that was called Renaissance Hospitality. It dissolved last year. Um, okay. There's another place called Renaissance Manufacturing that they have called Walker a great asset. But they say that this this has been a family owned business for five generations. So I'm guessing that's not the one that he started. So Pretty no, so, sure. so, so, I'm no one sure knows minority families couldn't own businesses five generations ago. In the yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's so this this obviously doesn't. So maybe it's a secret, a secret uh, the drapery, drapery company that also was the largest minority owned. Um, but then also it, it he keeps like talking about the he, he's confused. Like he dropped off some dry clean and he's like, mm, I must own this business now. Yeah. I own this. yeah why am I here? Unless I own this. <laughs> Unless I own this. <laughs> well, and then same thing with the, uh, the fact that he, so talk, you guys, he, he, you guys uh, make garments. No, no, no. We just clean them. No, no, no. You make them now. And this is mine. <laughs> so he goes around and talks about how he, he, he was on a podcast and he said, not ours. He could be, you know, anytime, anytime. anytime he wants to stop by. Yeah. Uh, fly all over the place on our podcast. I don't care. Yeah. Um, he, exactly. he said, you got uh, the full hour, Herschel. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I own a food company. This is going to freak you out. I own the largest minority owned food company in the United States. Wow. Well, this company, we people believe, is called Renaissance Man. And Renaissance man, Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Um, it does Spell not appear. It, it does not appear <laughs> in the largest 100 black owned businesses in the country. Ah. Um, it also is not even the largest minority owned food company in Georgia. Uh, I love this. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. yeah. Now his his spokesperson said, "Well, that you know, this is this is I think the Daily Beast that was doing this story. Uh, they said they replied to this article and said the list you sent is black owned businesses, not specific to the food service industry, as Herschel has been consistent in talking about. He says this story." has been written repeatedly by CNN and others like the Daily Beast who want to help Raphael Warnock get reelected. Um, and said uh, he came from nothing, built one of the largest minority-owned, one of the largest minority-owned food service companies in the United States, and has lived the American dream. That's called a success story. Unless, of uh-huh. course, you're, you're a Republican running for Senate. Um, what? Why does he yeah. talk about being one of the greatest college running backs of all time? That, right. There's tape on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's you what, brag about. That's what people know him for, not <laughs> yeah. his sandwiches. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sandwiches. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, I just, I just love this. Like, I think you're right, though. That, yeah, he might, he might just have like, I'm assuming he's got people that drive him around, and and they're probably just like, yeah, sure, you, yeah, you own that. 
I mean, this guy was a. Uh, this is yours. This, I mean, uh, he's probably back. been hit in the head a lot, right? Oh yeah, as a running back, and then he got into MMA when he turned like fifty, so he got hit in the head oh, even more. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I think we should just let him keep believing this. Then it could actually be dangerous to burst his bubble here. I mean, they could just tell him he's a senator. That would actually, yeah. That yeah, could. man. Just and he's. I mean, just start Atlanta. referring just to him. Over, yeah. Go over to Medea's house and pretend it's the White House. And just yeah. go along with it. Yeah, just start pretending, and he, and then he'll just drop off the campaign trail because he's like, <laughs> "Well, this is, this is great." You will tell tell him he call, owns, start calling him senator. Tell him he's the country's largest minority uh, run senator. senator. <laughs> you're the largest minority senator. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're the largest. He probably would be. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, most of those big boy senators are white, I think. Yeah, the yeah. Why wouldn't you? What? Yeah, why wouldn't you just lie to him and say that he 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 won? Yeah. And then I'm have to do a home. size ranking on senators now. I'm very curious who the largest John Tester's got to be up there, man. He's a big boy. From Montana. From Montana. Yeah, he is a big dude, big farm stock dude. Yeah, I mean, he's missing an arm, and he's still. And oh, that or Jerry half, Nadler half, was half. huge, but he's he's a congressman, but he was large and in charge for a while. Uh, this is I just love that he's doing this. I I what what's the play here? Like everything he's saying is verifiable, and he's talking to people who are you know supporting him, but there's people out there who are not supporting him. Dude, we blew by that years ago. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> We're in the post, post, what do they call it, post-truth era I, or whatever. I, I was here, and I still don't understand what happened. No, I have no clue, dude. You it just blew say by whatever me. you want? Yep. Huh. I. You can say whatever you want, but if you say something true and put it out there, you're more likely to get censored than if you say something insane. Yes. That's where we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because who are you harming, right? Right. Interesting. Hmm. Are you still looking this up, Rowdy? This is well, like- I was just... The, I, I did find the fattest... Uh, <laughs> the fattest senator was um, oh, a guy named just- Dixon Hall Lewis from Alabama. Surprise. He apparently Classic. weighed 500 pounds. Hmm. Um. Yeah. This is historical. A, a strikingly obese figure was known to as <laughs> to weigh as as much as five hundred pounds. Question: Because should uh, the medical records of all Congress people be public record? Should we be able to look up the stats on any Congress person? Yes. As as they're hmm. uh, you know working for us. They're represent, representing us. Like Should all stats? Or just height and weight? Uh, I Everything. You tell me. What, how much would you be comfortable with being available? Well, I mean, I got a list of people I'd like to see take a cognitive test. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Put them on the wonder leg. Everybody yeah. Should, yeah. There's got to be a Congress combine. That's what I'm hearing. But the but, scary thing is the the craziest ones are probably some of the more intelligent ones. Like think about like Ted Cruz. He's a psycho, but he's not stupid. Mm. 
Interesting. What's a guy? What's a guy like thirty and O in the Supreme Court or something? Yeah. I mean, he's got some abilities, but he's a psycho. That's why. That's the scary people. But so the but but the Wonderlic's supposed to test both of those things, right? Yeah. Intelligence and. So who's who's number one for in in line for the Wonderlic for you guys in in terms of the uh, oh. Chuck the Grassley. Congress. Congress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I think I might go Diane Feinstein. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I I I Chuck would, Grassley's I, tweets though. Man. Oh man. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Chuck Grassley. What about that Hawthorne dude? Oh, Madison Cawthorn? Or Cawthorn, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. I mean, if you have not seen it, just Google His Madison Madison Cawthorn handwriting. <laughs> And you will be amazed at what <laughs> appears on uh, on congressional stationery. Yeah, because the this scratch. this guy, my my fourth grader, writes with neater handwriting. Not much neater. Could you have waited to take that bite until you were done with your no, thought? You no, these, these are these are tiny. filled with these are filled with Nutella, and there I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Just. Just right in the middle of you talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to start eating. Something. I had to get an energy boost to get through that. Well, he got gotcha. he got before the pot. He got uh, stuck in a wormhole where he said, "What did he say? Like six times in a row." Five hour energy. Five hour energy. Five, it was a five hour energy. Five hour energy. The five hour energy. <laughs> yes. I had to say it that many times because I drank three of them. <laughs> anyway, did you get a niacin flush? Yeah. Speaking of freaks, you guys want to talk Urban Meyer? Oh, yes. Urban Meyer I don't. has recently been quoted that he wants to come back to TV, specifically Fox. And the, my money is show? that he will be on TV. Back to the pregame show? I guess. Wasn't that what he was doing before? Yes. Because he, yeah. he... the With Leinert and Quinn and all that. Yeah, guys. like the language in the interview was like he wants to come back to TV, and then it was all about Fox. So I'm assuming it would be his old position somewhere. But, I mean, I think he'll be back, don't you? No. Oh, I do. I think it should be called, I think he should have, like, his own Bravo show or HGT, not HGT. Call it, like, Replanted, and he goes back to Ohio. He goes back to Columbus. Uh, or call it, like, Dot the I or something. But he, I mean, he could have a... a a reality show but I, I mean how could anybody take him seriously yeah being I on mean, a pregame show anymore they'll have to at least if they do have him on a pregame show they're going to have to build a uh, transparent announcer desk or whatever so that we can see where his hands are at all times well that's true Absolutely. that's a good call and make yeah. sure he has pants on yeah. uh, make sure he's not doing any Jerry Falwell Jr. action if he's at least at the Fox Studios he's staying out of his own steakhouse yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, he sold that, I think, or sold his share in that. Oh, uh-huh. wow. You mean his wife made him sell yeah. his share in that? <laughs> he gave it to the girl he was grinding on. <laughs> right, yeah. Here yeah. you go. Sorry. Exactly. He he well, settled. I mean, he settled but, with that. Yeah, but think about Fox. They already got insane people on there. Terry Bradshaw, clinically insane. No, but, that, well, that's for the NFL, but for the college game, that's what they have, like, Leinert, Bush... Quinn, who else do they have on See, there? all kinds of scandal. The Bush yeah. push, but, uh, Reggie Bush got his trophy taken away. He'll fit right in. All kinds yeah. of scandal. 
No, I would rather see him on like a Lifetime show. Uh, <laughs> urban Living, how's that? Yeah, Urban Living. Urban Legend. Oh yeah. Oh geez, no. Uh, something like that. I would see that. It's somewhere in between, like, what's that show? Below Deck. Somewhere below. Oh yeah, the lot, the yacht show. Yeah, Below Deck and Real Housewives. That's then he could really be Jerry Falwell Jr. on Below Deck on the lot oh, show, yeah. well yacht show. There you go. I no, just wait. have a bad. I just have a bad feeling he's going to come back. No way. I don't. I, After this, I don't last... know how any college football, any college football fan can take him seriously at this point. Even After a poison th- nut. Yeah. Yeah, I just I can't even look at him and think like he's competent. That's my problem. He doesn't seem competent anymore. No. Hey, anything that keeps him out of Tuscaloosa in the skybox as a as an a oh, consultant that's is fine with me. That's happening. No way. There's only like there's only two lanes now to uh Complete redemption. Redemption. It's either Liberty University or Tuscaloosa. <laughs> or Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> Salvation comes from, from Lynchburg and Tuscaloosa. Oh, one of these is not like the other. Uh, they're not that far apart either. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, who was you can who hate, was the, you can hate Tuscaloosa all you want, but it is not Lynchburg. Yeah. Who was the Liberty coach who got who Hugh got Freeze. a second chance Hugh there? Freeze. Oh, that's right. Yeah, still getting his second chance. Tasty oh. Hugh Freeze. His second chance and all over there in Florida. Dude, coaches from a hospital gurney. Yeah. When you're done taking your sip there, Rowdy, we can move on. I think. All right, let's do it. The commandments are stealing the offering. I don't know what this oh. means. That's right. You get, the commandments got their hand in the offering plate. The Washington, the, uh, Washington commandments. commandments just got busted for reporting 40% less in ticket revenue than they received. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I saw, I saw some people tweeting about this, and the, the consensus was that, like, you know, all the stuff that that uh, what's their what's their coach's name or uh, owner's name? Dan, Dan Snyder. Dan, Dan Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. So all the stuff that that he's pulled, you know, he's still the owner. But when you start doing this, that's when exactly. the other owners are going to exactly. be exactly like, when uh, you start messing with people's uh, money. Yeah. You reach for the mm-hmm. wallet. You can reach for anything else, but not mm-hmm. that wallet. Right. So yep. right now. Uh, they've got Jason Friedman, who's a former VP of sales uh, in Washington, uh, who's provided information. He's the whistleblower. He's provided mm. information about um, withholding um, security deposits from season tickets holders for years up until, I think, 2016. Um, for that could be up to five million dollars. So two thousand accounts they've withheld this money. They also have allegedly been keeping two sets of books. Hmm, classic. So they've been underreporting yep. ticket sales to the NFL when they which have which is to, profit sharing, correct? Yes, which is profit sharing. Exactly. Yeah. So they've been there. So part of the revenue sharing, um, they haven't been announced, and also. They've said that the command that they've attributed revenue to being derived from the Navy Notre Dame game 
and the Kenny and a Kenny Chesney concert instead of NFL games, so they oh, wouldn't Chesney. have to participate in revenue sharing. So that's how they're washing the money is right. they're having other events and then over-reporting the revenue for those events. Interesting. Yep. Damn, they got Kenny up in this thing. Yeah, Kenny Chesney, man. Damn. I don't know. I mean, can we get a forced sale, please, in the NFL? Well, this is, I mean, here's what we've known so far from Washington. The name, they lost their trademark. They had the whole uh, uh, cheerleader calendar. Cheerleader thing, yeah. Unsafe workplace, sexual... Sexual sexual assault or sexual, sexual misconduct or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. And all of that, like you, like we're saying, all of that has no not biggie. forced him to sell the team. But if you if you're skimping on like a million dollars to a billionaire, that's a problem. Well, it might still not be the NFL that takes him down. It's probably going to be the IRS. Yep, it could be Congress that takes him down. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. And he's only had the team since 1999. So in 23 years, he's been able to run this team into into the ground and steal from the the only fans, the only people who care about this team anymore are in D.C., are in that, like, what do they call that area? That metro, Virginia. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, the only fans of the commandments are the Congress, who is who are now investigating the commandments. Yeah. There was something where they were trying to talk about how this was being done, and what they are doing. One of the things they're doing is in this, in the system, like the ticketing system, they would charge a customer. They used an example of $55. They would charge a customer $55, but the system would register that as a $44 ticket. So there would be 11% juice, as they called it, that would go directly to the second books. And and who have they uh, clarified who is in control of this money? Like where no, the extra money's going? Friedman talked about it as being like the CFO having some knowledge of it as well as hmm. Dan Snyder. So it's the executive team. Yeah. Hmm. The C-suites cashing in, huh? So in that case, like in they said, if you sold 14,000 tickets or almost 15,000 tickets, that's $160,000 that's not reported, meaning it's not subject to the 40% revenue uh, split with the NFL, other NFL teams. See, doesn't this just make you think it's about being able to do it? I mean, at one point, the Washington football team was one of the uh, highest evaluated sports franchises in the world. Right. Like 10 or 15 years ago, it was worth like $3.8 billion or something. It was ridiculous. It was crazy how high it right. was. And you're skimping hundred and sixty grand per and game. I think per game. All right, so eight games. Right. You know, so million bucks. Uh, yeah. But, like, it just almost seems like they just do it because they can, not because they're really getting anything out of it. Relatively speaking to what the money that they control. Yes, I don't right. know. I don't understand. Right. It doesn't seem like 
It's like something to do. <laughs> the, juice, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. No. If you were raking $5 million a game, $10 million a game, something like that, or, you know, $50 million over the season or something, I mean, at least it would seem to make a little more sense, but just seemingly to do it just because you can do it. I don't know. Maybe he's Does trying it? to add a wing or buy a buy a plane or something. Who knows? Oh man, you know me. But he's been doing this. Oh, Friedman worked for the for the team for almost twenty five years. So yeah. So I mean, have, he could might be have been jet. doing it the entire time. Right. But they're saying it's at least five million dollars from the uh, season ticket holder. Straight from the offering plate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But so he hit it behind the toilets. <laughs> So uh, that plumber, so now what the though? plumber came in. Yep. Yeah. Like is well, this like could he go to jail for this or just be forced to sell the team? Well, like it's tax evasion, right? Uh, Rowdy, I don't. Are you new here? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, rich in, people don't in, go to jail. He's a billionaire. He's not going no, to jail. No, that's true. All right. He, he, might, yeah, he right. might kill himself in a jail cell when the cameras aren't working, but he's not going to jail. Right. If there's anybody. If there's anybody who knows how to keep multiple sets of books that have different rules, it's the U.S. judicial system. No doubt so about it. We don't need to worry about him going to jail. Right. He's not going to jail. Yeah. At most, like, they made, uh, oh, I just forgot his name, the Carolina Panthers old guy, Jerry Richardson. They sold it to Tepper, and I don't remember what that was for, but that was for... Uh, sexual racist. harassment and, and racist stuff. What racist it? comments? Yeah, yeah. they took the same with the same with the dude from the Clippers. Yeah, for sale because of racist comments. Right. So, hmm. I mean, I I don't know how he's gotten away with it this long. Maybe the other teams in the NFC East are like, no, 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 no. Well, Jerry Jones, right? Jerry right. Jones is one of those people. Who probably just, the most powerful owner. He's like, no, no, no. Keep him in place. We will always get third. We will be yep. no worse than third in yep. this division. I've also heard that Dan Snyder is buddies with Goodell. Well, like personal friends. According to The Athletic, our, uh, our uh, colleagues, our over, colleagues. The, yeah, over at The Athletic, they were saying some of the tickets that they're talking about... Um, we're associated in some way to... Let me see if I can find this. Uh, oh, here we go. The letter also said Friedman told committee members, this is the con congressional committee members, the team maintained two sets of books, including one set of financial records used to underreport certain ticket revenue to the NFL. The letter also states the team's financial improprieties may have extended to tickets registered in Commissioner Roger Goodell's name. Hmm... Uh -oh. so, so what's this I, guy whistleblowing for? Do you think they've just they've got him and this is a plea deal? Might be. I mean, if you worked for the if you worked for the commanders for 24 years, wouldn't you be <laughs> taking a deal? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I did that to everyone. Right. I'm sorry I did that to myself for two and a half decades. For two and a half decades, yeah. So they have more yeah. they have more uh, people coming forward too. So at this point, Washington's providing 200,000 plus pages of documentation that they think is going to clear their name. I think you just do that so you like, you bury them. Just drown them. them. Yeah. Bury them in work and they never You pull up with it. a box truck full of 
un, unsorted papers, and here you go. But don't worry, guys. The fans will still be there. No doubt. <laughs> so what's next? All right. Uh, this this headline just says Dwayne Haskins, but I don't know what that means or who that is. And so. then there's a second headline that goes along with this. Is this the Schefter one? Yeah. Schefter uh, takes heat for cold tweet. Yeah. So 24-year-old Dwayne Haskins, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, uh, died Sunday morning. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Got hit by a dump truck. On, Yikes. Uh, on the interstate. Walking on the interstate. Yep. What? So, yep. Yep. And Adam no, Schefter, no. the insider for the uh, for ESPN, the football guy, tweeted out just like a kind of basic statement of just that he's dead, got hit on the interstate outside of Pittsburgh, wherever he was. I don't know where he was, but um, and took a lot of flack from NFL fans and the Twitter sphere for his uh, cold non-emotional uh, tweet, which so became has, kind of a, as big of a story as the Dwayne Haskins thing. Yeah. Hmm. So the original tweet like it. was uh, from Schefter. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his oh, agent. Florida. Haskins was a 25 years old on May 3rd. Yeah. I don't know why he needed to point out his issues with Washington and Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was a, it was an odd tweet. He's a, a Michigan man. Situation. Dwayne Haskins. He's a Michigan man. Yeah, probably. I think he is. But he did delete that and later reposted something else that was a little less um, cold. See, this is where Elon's edit button could come in handy on Twitter. <laughs> but do you... So, okay, with the edit button, because I don't know a lot about Twitter... <laughs> Do you put on there, like, when I edit a comment in Slack, it says edited. Yeah, and that's how other platforms do you, it. Well, you'd have to. You, you probably would have to, but um, that's, that's the kind of fun thing about Twitter is, and this, this has happened a lot where, like, let's say I've tweeted something and Ted Cruz decides to retweet my tweet for some reason. What's great about Twitter now is that you could go in and you can change your your like screen name. Like it doesn't change your Twitter handle, but you can change what your what name appears next to it. So that's happened before where like Ted Cruz will retweet retweet something and then someone will like realize he's retweeted them and then change their Twitter handle to say something mean about Ted Cruz. So if you had this edit function in Twitter, you could have, you know, Someone could retweet you, and then you could just completely change your tweet to, so that it looks like, you know, it's you're retweeting this bonkers thing. So. Oh no, this sounds terrible. I'm against the edit button now. Well, <laughs> I, I think I it's I think it. it's great. It's just chaos. That's, yeah, it's I, I think it's chaos. it's great. Yeah. Read so, your thinking. I am thinking. I don't. I mean, I don't really care. I don't tweet. So, um, but. I was thinking you, maybe you could do something where if it's shared, it, it can't be changed, like it's locked. Like you could change your tweet, but if Ted Cruz shares your tweet, Rowdy, then 
that mm. tweet does but not get changed. A, a tweet in time, so it's more like a screenshot. It's like a timestamp thing or something. Yeah. I mean, That's if this is happening to Ted Cruz, I'm all about it. Let's do the tw- <laughs> let's do the edit button. Right, right. Yeah. But this Dwayne Haskins thing is really sad. Uh, it is sad, um, and I feel like it got overshadowed by all the stupid Twitter crap. I mean, it it wasn't in it. It was. It, I could see where people could think it was cold or insensitive, but I mean, I don't think it was mean or deliberate or yeah. You just know, I agree with not, you. That not it, it well was a thought out. Pot shot at the struggling but to get on. This is a robot. Adam Schefter's a robot yeah. that looks at the world through football news eyes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. can't see that there are actual people underneath the helmets to say they have lives outside of football and what they do outside of football is can is more interesting, can be more interesting, and is, uh, develops them more as a person than just football. And so when he sees this, it's like, oh, what's the football story? What's like, my angle? He, right. What's my what's my football angle? Instead of thinking this like, does he have kids? Is he married? What is his mom gonna think? What's the story? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, he went to Ohio State and then now he sh- he got cut by Washington, picked up by Pittsburgh. That's what people care about. No, we don't. Yeah. Not really. Well, I mean, he's given context, but yeah, just poorly poorly it's, chosen. It's it's bad context. Somebody died. I think you could give more context than like he was cut by a team and now he's a backup. Adam Schefter has degrees in journalism from Northwestern University and the University of Michigan. Oh, surprise, surprise. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Not so cold anymore, is it? Yeah. (laughs) It's just fandom. (laughs) Yeah. What's the Toledo War? It wasn't with the Toledo. The Toledo Wars never ended, right? Yeah. For those two. Yeah, it's Yeah, just but fandom. it is sad. It's sad for a young guy like that who was a good college player. Yeah. Uh, and it's also sad that you can get out-tweeted by Urban Meyer, yeah. which Schefter did. Uh, but, I mean, it's still kind of a ridiculous story. The story well, should be about Haskins, not Schefter. Yeah. And uh, he was down in Florida. This happened in Florida. No surprise there. He was down in Florida for a practice with the new quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, and some of the new wide receivers for the team, too. Apparently, from what I heard, he was in a um, rental car, ran out of gas, and was trying to run across the interstate to get oh, gas. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And got blasted. Yeah. Gosh, that's awful. Yeah. Pretty sad. Pretty Questionable sad pocket escapability. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I get you. from all of this. From your colleague Adam Schefter. Yeah. 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 The Great scramble Haskins. drill. Poor scrambling ability yeah. caused this. Oh, geez. What's next? All right. Um, an imperfect game. Yeah. So this just happened. Breaking news. Uh, Tonight, in the L.A. Dodgers game, they were playing the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was pitching. Through the seventh inning, he was lo- he, it was oh, a perfect yeah. game. It was looking to be possibly 
the 24th perfect game ever pitched in baseball, professional MLB history. Uh, but he was pulled from the game after pitching 80 pitches. Uh, immediately right after that, uh, the next at-bat for the Twins, uh, the batter hits a single. So even the no-hitter is out the window. So people are saying, I'm hearing, they're telling me that he should not have been pulled because history was in the making. He could have thrown the 24th perfect game and he was pulled from the game. That is killer. It is, but he had only pitched 75 pitches in simulated games before that. So actually Kershaw and the, the uh, uh, I forget who was catching for him, said they agreed with the call to pull Kershaw. That they hadn't stretched him out past yeah. 80 pitches. He thought maybe he'd get to 100. He had 13 strikeouts uh, through those 80 pitches. But he said... How long did he go? Seven innings. Seven, okay. Those are selfish goals, he said. We're trying to win. That's really all we're here for. Uh, And it is the first week of the season. Yep, first week of the season, first start for Kershaw. He said, I would have loved to stay, but bigger things. We're going for bigger things. So... That's it's the a, right answer. I bet he feels a little bit differently, but that's the correct answer. Well, he also pointed out on one of the stories I read, he pointed out that um, that he made a comment about when you are locked out, why did you get pulled? He's like, when you're locked out, when you can't pitch, when you can't practice for three months, uh, yeah, this is true. what happens. So it's yep. like... The owners kind of ruined this moment. I didn't think of that. Rob yeah. Manfrey kind of ruined this moment because had they he's had, ruined a lot of things. Well, yeah, yeah. But don't worry, he got everybody headphones. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the headphones make up for this. What could have been the 24th perfect game in MLB history? Right. But he, because he didn't have that extra practice, he knew he Makes wasn't going to go very deep into the game. Yeah. So they had to pull him to yeah. avoid injury. Blame blame the bill. So another thing to blame billionaires for. They that, ruined, and I mean, it's the Dodgers, so who cares, right? I care. It's yeah, baseball yeah, history. But but the Dodgers, man. <laughs> Ugh, woof. <laughs> woof. <coughs> What's next? I still would have liked to have seen a perfect game. I, oh, for sure. I mean, we've seen... <laughs> I've seen two in my lifetime, and then the Armando Galarraga thing where he got actually pitched the 28 out, 28 batter perfect game. Yeah. When the uh, umpire blew the call at first base. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, but it's conspiracy time. Oh, Oh, here we go. Buckle up. So this is the Tom Brady to Miami conspiracy. Oh, this is Fill me good, in on this, because I don't know about this. This is a true conspiracy. It is. Okay. So here's what Tom Brady's plan was, Rowdy. Tom Brady's okay. plan was to say he was going to retire, which he did. Yes. N- with no intention of retiring. Wait ah. 30 to 60 days till he was released by the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh-huh. and then he could go down to My- Miami and yes. sign with the Dolphins and play there 
with a with some whispers of maybe taking less salary for ownership percentages. But oh. this all got foiled, which I don't even think is necessarily. Can you be an active player and an owner? Is that even legal sure. for the NFL in their rules? Yeah, if you're, I, don't know. I think if you were born in America and you're over 35 years old right, and exactly. white, you can do whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Does he but own land? This got all question. blown up because you'll remember, Rowdy, our story about Brian Flores, the coach of Miami that claimed he was discriminated against because he's black mm. and offered $100,000 a game to lose. Yes. That story broke the same day that Brady retired. And since it was about Miami, it blew everything up. So since then, uh, Brady has re-signed, or come back to Tampa Bay, but okay. their coach has... Uh, resigned in essence to take a front office job right in Tampa hmm. Bruce Arians part of this was that um, they wanted Sean Payton who was retiring oh I forgot about that from part. the yep. Saints to come and take over the job after Flores so Flores was going to be fired now you also remember I think did you just say this with the Brian Flores part where he's offered a hundred thousand dollars Part of what he was saying is that the owners wanted him to tamper and try and uh, recruit a veteran quarterback to come to Miami. And in any of his lawsuit, that is an unnamed veteran quarterback. But now... Now we know. Now we know who that veteran quarterback is. So, yeah, Stephen Ross... Michigan man, Stephen Ross, Ross School Yeah, does not live in Miami. Does not yep. live in Miami. Uh, wanted this, wanted this uh, to happen and too. So, so it's not just, hey, we think he was doing it. Like, st apparently Stephen Ross was in on this plan. Sounds like it. And yeah. let's not forget hmm. that Sean Payton, the coach that they wanted from, uh, that, that just retired from New Orleans, was caught up in the scandal of Bounty Gate, where they're playing defensive, paying defensive players bonuses at New Orleans for injuring opposing players. Yeah. So here's what here's what our colleague Ben Volan from the Boston Globe said, which I didn't know all these till I read this. Brady has big connections to the Dolphins. One is obviously the University of Michigan. Brady is a star alumnus, and Ross is his name on the business school. The other is Dolphins minority owner Bruce Beal, who's Brady's friend and has joined Brady on at least one trip to the Kentucky Derby. So two owners of the Dolphins have connections to Tom Brady. And Brady wanted to be a third owner of however many owners there yep. are. Yep. Interesting. Shady business. Yep. So when Sean huh. Payton left... They were trying to get Peyton to Sean Payton to come back to Miami. But once Flores, so once Brady announced his retirement, Flores announced his lawsuit on the same day. Yeah, so blew it up. Everything Love blew it. up. Love it. Huh. That's probably uh, intentional. Yep. If, like you're saying, Snoop, that unnamed quarterback, Flores knew that unnamed quarterback was Brady, and then he saw Brady retire and he thought, boom, now's the time. Yeah. So right now he's, uh, well, the other part was um, about coming back is the Bucks only owe him like $10 million. 
So that was another thing is he was going to be able to sign for more, like you said, sign for more but less with an ownership piece. Right. And is that legal? I don't know why it would be or is it allowed. I know the Broncos owner at the time offered John Elway ownership. And a, while he was an active player? While he was an active player. Yeah, it may be it may be up to snuff. I don't know but he what decided, the rules are. Well, he decided not to do that, and he opened a bunch of car dealerships and steakhouses. Yeah. <laughs> and how's yeah. that working out? Right. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, uh, steak, that's, where you, that's your first mistake. <laughs> Which first mistake? Because you open a steakhouse. Well, you open a steakhouse. You get handsy with some... Uh, you're going well. You're going yeah. to dip into that honey pot <laughs> and have steaks every day, right? Does this steakhouse have a basement? <laughs> if I had a steakhouse, we would not be turning a profit. <laughs> <laughs> You'd eat that much steak. I would eat for sure that. You much would ask steak. them to turn all the steaks into hot dogs. I think the margin in restaurants is only like 3% anyway, so you're well on your way. Robbie plans on eating that. <laughs> if I ran yeah. a steakhouse, I would, I, would be, I would be the owner, and I would be the one who is also checking each steak to make sure it's not poison. A taste yeah. tester. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't... I mean, which could be a selling point, because you know that, you know that your, your, your steak is not going to be poisoned. Yeah, and it's tasted by a super taster. Yeah, you're a super taster. Yeah, potentially. Potentially, <laughs> are we all things. possibly super tasty? Yeah. yeah, I'm an astronaut. Potentially, <laughs> potentially, yeah, yeah. I, I'm also potentially a gymnast. <laughs> I've just never tried, is but I could one, be great at it. it yeah. like, I don't know. I can't do it. Right, that's a <laughs> yeah. good point. I've never tried. Right. Hey, we have a friend who's taking that same approach to building a deck on the back of his house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you talking about our our? Uh, our buddy Mikey. I, no, I, well, I wasn't. You are now. <laughs> oh, okay. I am now. Uh, hey, uh, you want to talk about time to base brawl? Uh, real quickly. I probably said that head. I probably said that headline. Hey guys, it's time. Well, let me change the wording here. Instead There's of no ellipses in the headline. <laughs> hey guys, it's time for base brawl. There you go. That's good. So, uh, we've had. Guys, we are hardly one week into the season, and we've already had two bench-clearing brawls. Brawls. Base brawls. Not real ba- not brawl, real brawls. This year. Yeah. They should let them take the bats out to the mound when they do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just clear out the bat boy's cubby. Well, in the... And let's see what happens. So in the Mets-Nationals game, so this is... This happened... Uh, in game two of the series, game one, Pete Alonso got popped in the face, the panda or uh, the polar bear. So that obviously didn't uh, sit too well. Day opening yeah. day, the Mets hit three. Or, I'm sorry, the Mets were hit three times. So game two, w- here we come with another one. Uh, Steve Shishek threw up on Francisco Lindor and hit him in the face. And I'm pretty sure Francisco Lindor was spitting out pieces of his teeth afterwards. Yeah, you can't throw at people's faces, yeah. man. So Throw at them, that's fine. But at their face... My favorite part of that was Buck Showalter running out of the... the uh, that's the yeah, Mets the ma- manager. manager. Uh, <laughs> yelling, why the F did you throw that for? 
And I'm going to be like, sir, he is the pitcher. That is the one thing he does for sure. He throws Mm -hmm. the ball. Now, why did he throw it at his face? Good question. So no clue who's going to get suspended at this point for that one. But that was day two. We've already got a brawl. Starting off hot. Starting off hot, yeah. And this this was also a divisional game. Now, not two days later, the Cubs and Brewers get into it after Andrew McCutcheon, the Brewers' um, outfielder, gets hit by um, Keegan Thompson, who was brought into the game. I think he's a rookie. He's brought into the game to clearly... The guy from Good Burger? To hit him. Yes, yes, that's the guy. Uh, To hit him. To hit McCutcheon. First pitch. This is the one that got me, got people riled up, including McCutcheon, because he was really really hot about this threw it to him regular pitch uh, just right outside so second pitch a little inside now McCutcheon if you go back and you look, lost me can we back up like three steps yeah I'm just kidding keep okay. going now McCutcheon <laughs> knows okay he tried to hit me threw it inside for the third pitch now it's like alright you missed you had your shot you missed this is like at this point it's pretty clear he's trying to he's trying to plunk him, but he keeps missing him. He doesn't have control. He's a rookie. He, I think he's just scared to hit him. Yeah. And yeah. by the fourth, can't or fifth, use you if you're scared to hit somebody. By the fourth or fifth pitch, he hits McCutcheon. This was my favorite part. If you go back and watch it, McCutcheon goes, looks at the mound, and he's like, "Yeah, there you go. You finally hit me." Like, yeah, because he knew you it. You did it. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. It's like when those guys throw behind the batter or something. It's like, okay, okay. dude. Like, yeah, you know, I know what's yeah. happening here. <laughs> yeah. What got him the most upset, like, then the benches started to clear, and McCutcheon's yelling at him, just hit me the first time. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Don't make me stand up here. Yeah, just hit me. Just throw it at me. Let's get this over with. Let's yeah. get the stupid <laughs> unwritten rules out of the way and put me on first base. What are we doing? Uh, I love it. So within within the first week of baseball, we've already had two bench clearing brawls. We had a perfect game that was what could have been a perfect game pulled. Uh, things are going well. And things are going really well. But hey, you know what? Yeah. Everybody's getting that uh, that crystal clear sound from their new Bose headphones, thanks to Commissioner Manson. That's right. So that's right. It's been an interesting season already. It really more has. exciting than anything <laughs> we saw in the lockout. Yeah, that's true. What what else we got? Is that it? Uh, we got some hyperlocal eight town news. Oh, this is oh what's yeah, what's going on there? I got an update on the Anderson High School Indians uh, mascot debacle that's going on up here in eight town. Hyperlocal uh, had a couple of visitors from AIM, the American Indian Movement, that came to speak to the school board. A uh, woman named Maria Warpath and another woman named Rachel Thunder. Who uh, speaking on those are awesome awesome names, names. Yeah. speaking Holy on cow. behalf of the American Indian movement, and you you can guess it, they ain't having any of it. They want the mascot gone, the dance gone, the whole nine yards gone. And um, while we were talking about it earlier, uh, Snoop made the point that you know you didn't hear the argument of but this is our tradition we're honoring you know you didn't hear the washington redskins argument but you did hear well we have been doing this for 50 years right 
Right, which is like the the Diet Coke version. Which is just a neutered, yeah, exactly, uh, statement. So... Uh, at, least of course, it, at least you didn't hear it that night. I think it's coming. Well, that's true. Well, it wasn't reported in the paper. I was not at the meeting. It could. I'm sure it was thought or said by by members of the audience, if there were any. But I don't know how many people are going to Anderson Community School school, school board meetings. But that's what we know right now, that uh, this thing isn't going away if the American Indian movement's in town. So uh, I will keep hmm. you up to date on all. This is a developing story, mm-hmm. if you will, as some of our colleagues say at the end of their articles uh-huh. or columns. The story is developing. Updates will be yeah. posted. Yeah. So this is, I mean, on A-Town time, I'm guessing this is minimum three years. You think so? Yeah. I could be surprised. They have a um, bench of other mascots they could use. That's That's... That is the one thing that can make it quicker. I mean, we went from three high schools to one high school, so we do have, mm-hmm. we do have some options, or just a, a completely new one. How about an owl? Yeah. Why is it owls are are used so frequently in college, but rarely in high schools? I don't and, know of any high schools that are the owls. Yeah, I don't either, off the top. But um, you know, make them the Pacers. Rowdy, what were we're you? auto industry town. What was Greenfield? What's what that? Was Greenfield. Cougars. Oh, yeah. The Cougs. Cougars. That was good. It's generic enough. Yeah, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What's your, what's your take on it? I mean, I know, like, what's your take on, do you really think it is going to be three years before any? I, it, it very easily could be. I mean, this is just going to get strung out and strung. I mean, just reading the garbage that is put on social media, it's exactly what you might think it would be from a majority white Rust Belt town. This is our tradition. This is how it's been for 70, 80, 90, whatever, however many years. Now, in the 1920s, the Anderson High School was the Ducks. Oh, that's dope. Because someone brought a duck to a game that they took from the Kilbuck Wetlands. <laughs> and and it everybody thought it was cool that there was a duck, so they were the Ducks. And then I think in the 30s or something, they became the Indians. Interesting. So, hmm. I, I mean, I don't think in the long run, they it shouldn't be named that, in my opinion. And in the long run... If you're if you've had billion dollar sports franchises forced to change their name, I don't see how a small high school stands a chance. Who, who yeah. makes the call? I'm guessing it will be the school board to a certain extent, and then maybe the athletic department at the high school. That's a really good question. I'm not quite sure who has the final say. I'm assuming it's the superintendent. That seems weird, right? That's I don't know. Like, does a mascot matter that much for the superintendent to take their time to do that? It just feels like the school should be able to be like, yes, this is racist. Let's go ahead and end that. Well, I think <laughs> the problem is the school doesn't think that. <laughs> right. So it may, Good if point. the superintendent may have to uh, overrule at some point, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, it. I mean, like I said when we talked about this before, when all this hit with the Redskins stuff and the Cleveland Indians stuff, I just thought it's only a matter of time. It's just when is yep. somebody going to clamp on here? And well, thanks mm-hmm. to TikTok and now the Lenape tribe in Oklahoma, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, the Delaware. And, but it, I was surprised that the American Indian movement showed up as quickly as they did. That means this is getting major traction in the native community. And, uh, mm. 
the American Indian movement doesn't play. Leonard Poitier, these people that had that standoff with the FBI in the 70s up in South Dakota, that was the American Indian movement. So I don't know how organized <laughs> or how large they are now, but uh, they tend to tend to go go in it for the long haul. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, we will keep uh, our eyes on this developing story. Developing story. That's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey Jr., Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casper, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, Sellerman Sean, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Honorary Ball Boy this week, we're going to go back to baseball. Oh. It was a heartwarming and awesome scenario that happened when the machine, uh, Albert Pujols, returns after 10 or 11 seasons with the Angels back to St. Louis, told the guys in the dugout, I'm going to swing at the first pitch I see and hit a home run, and that's exactly what he did. Even (laughs) off the end of the bat, it barely snuck into the third row over the wall. That was his 280th home run. Dude's going to DH for the Cardinals this year and break 700, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, Did you see – well, I've got so many things to say now. Did you see that when – Jon Snow joined uh, Nolan Arenado, for those who don't listen, right. who have made it this far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John, that Nolan Arenado said when he joined uh, the Cardinals, he said, can I say one more thing? And then he basically uh, went on a rant to say, Albert Pujols is my, fav- was, is my favorite player, and someday I hope they can, like, you can end it the right way in St. Louis. And then a year yep. later. And they are. This is this is uh, the machine's last season. He's going to retire after 21 seasons, retire a Cardinal. And don't you think Snoop, I mean, especially with the DH now, he's got 20 in him. Seasons? No, 20 homers. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to hit 700. Yeah, I thought you meant 20, 20 more seasons. I'm no. Like, no, I don't think so. I'm actually, <laughs> I actually think this might be it. Like. Well, it's pretty awesome to call a shot first at bat back yeah. in St. Louis as a Cardinal and cranks one hey, out. Here, it was pretty cool. Here's another one. Alyssa uh, Nakin was the first woman in, in MLB history to coach on the field in a regular season game for the San Francisco Giants. Base coach? Yeah, base coach. Uh, third base coach, I believe. Uh, Dude, San Francisco's got all the women. The uh, 49ers have a woman uh, coach, too. Yeah, now she was on the field. Here's the bad part. She was on the field. Be- oh, it was first base because the first base coach, Antoine Richardson, was thrown out of the game after the third base coach for the Padres, Mike Schilt, confronted him and possibly used some uh, some language with some uh, racial undertones. Ah, so, boy, baseball's just doing great. Yeah, so <laughs> Mike Schilt was not ejected. Antoine Richardson was ejected. But because he was ejected, Alyssa Nakin got onto the field. Uh, as the first woman uh, breaking glass ceilings because of racist people exactly yeah sometimes it just works sometimes out. america right <laughs> uh check us out on facebook twitter instagram or email us at sports 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 pod at gmail.com with any questions headlines or two topics you want to discuss including uh intersectionalism and don't forget to rate us and subscribe <laughs> new episodes will be there every thursday but we will ask how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.